bless you this evening. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, because without you we are nothing. Lord, we are alive today because of you. For you will live, and you will move, and you will have our being. Daddy, thank you because you've not allowed the plans of the enemies to come to pass in our lives. This last Monday in the month of June, you've gathered us again in this place as a family. We say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. For this gathering is unto you, the Father, unto the Son. Unto the Holy Spirit. I will pray, Lord God, that you will pray. Even on this service and this moment. I let everyone that will hear this word tonight. May you, O God Almighty, minister lives to us. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we worship. This is a good Let me shout it better. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Where is the ministry of the fire? Where is the ministry of the fire? First Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 19. Somebody help me to read. First Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 19. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Is another translation? If, if our hope is in Christ, if we have placed our hope in Christ for this life only, we should repeat it more than anyone. If we have placed our hope in Christ for this life only, if our coming to Christ is only for what we can get in this life, if our coming to Christ is only for what who will gain in this life? The Bible says we should be pitied. If all our prayers are always centered on what will gain houses, cars, positions, dresses, and so on and so forth, that ends here. The scripture says 
you should be beaten. King James used the word miserable. Because when you place your hope, when you place your mind on what to gain here, and you end up being disappointed, you will end up being miserable because your hope ends here. Your hope ends here. If Christianity does not end your journey in heaven, then you are of all men most miserable. That's what this place is talking about. If our journey on this earth, Jesus put it this way, he said, it will be better you were not born. If you will go through this earth and you didn't end in heaven, he said, you should be pitied. If we are living the life we are living and we are not thinking about after this life, then we should be pitied according to the scripture. If we, are, if we have placed our hope in Christ for this life only, for this life only, I, I, I came to Christ to make it in life. Ladies and gentlemen, there are people that are not in Christ that are making it in life. There are people that are not the man that they regard as the richest man in Africa or the richest black man does not have Christ. One of the presidential candidates does not use bad or portfolios to bring money to his house. It is good He does not have Christ. So if your hope in him is for only what eyes can see, no wonder the scripture said you should be pitied. You should be pitied. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, verse 9, verse 10. The scripture says something by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and went out to a 
blessed. He was going to receive an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he stayed as a foreigner in the land of promise. A land that was promised to him. He eventually got to the land but the Bible says even when he got to the promised land, he kept on living in that land as a foreigner. King James used the word as a stranger. It is a promised land. Promised to him. He got to the promised land. In fact, King James said he dwelt in that land. And yet, he saw the land as a strange land, as a foreign land, as a land not to take as his destination. The Bible said that he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles. Another translation used the word tent. With Isaac and Jacob, he hails with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations. For he looked, he was dwelling in a land that the Bible said was a land that was promised to him. And he came to that land, he became his land. But he understood that there was more to this land. He looked beyond the promise that later became a reality. And kept on looking for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Because he understood he was a stranger. He kept on building tents. That means he refused to build what people could call an eternal or everlasting structure. He built things that he could dismantle at any time. Because he knew that the land he was residing in was not his permanent place. He kept on looking for that land and knew he was a stranger. The Bible said he was rich in cattle. He was rich in gold. He had children. He had servants. Yet, he refused to make this place his internal place. He knew that he was going somewhere, a city. The Bible said, we are in this world, but we are not in this world. We live in this world, but we are not of this world. 
The problem that we have today is that we have people that carries this Bible and they are living as if they are live as if they belong here. As if they belong here. When you see a man or a woman that understands that he does not belong here, he doesn't behave like the people that see this place as the ultimate. As the ultimate. One day they went and they asked doctors and nurses, people that about dying, you know, what are the last things most of them do say or remarks that they make, the dying bed, and they said that 80% of them will always say, finally, I will meet my Lord. I can't wait to see him. I can't wait to move to the other side. There are people that why on this earth about waiting their last they already seen the other side their body is here but they're already there they're already there there is nothing that should make one to kill his or herself over these things that are temporal absolutely not Many of us have lost focus. Many of us are not seeing this city. And because of that, we are not preparing ourselves to be part of the citizens of this city. Somebody shout out here. Somebody shout out better. Amen. Someone shall the Lord most amen. amen. Someone shall another amen. amen. There was nothing that Jesus did while he was there on the earth that no one had done before he arrived. There was no miracle. That Jesus performed, that someone else had not performed it before he came. That made me to understand that it was not those miracles that he did that was the main reason why he came. He raised the dead. Elijah raised the dead. Elijah raised the dead. In fact, Elijah skeleton raised the dead. He multiplied bread. When you go to Second Kings chapter four, you will see where Elijah multiplied bread and fed prophets, hundred prophets that came visiting, and the bread that they brought to him were not enough. And the servant said to him, what we have is not enough. And the Bible said, he lifted it and prayed, and prayed multiplied. 
Somebody said, no, he walked on the water. What did, where did Peter walk? Eh? Where he told Peter to come from? Where did, what, where, where did what Peter walk from? And he said, so what, whatever you think that he did, someone else had done it. There was one issue that all the great prophets that came before him could not handle, could not do. Every other thing that he did were benefits of this particular thing that no other person could do. That's what made him different from others. That's what made him unique. Muslims called him a great prophet. But you and I know that he's more than a prophet. Why do they refer him as a prophet? Because that particular thing that makes him different from others, they do not believe in that. They believe he was raised from, that he raised dead people from the dead. They believe that he cleans lepers. And of course, you know that he cleans lepers and Elijah also did that. They believe that he performed all those miracles. But there was one which is the bone of contention. And that is why they say he is a great prophet. This one that made him different from every other prophet and great leaders of religion, bodies. And that is the issue of sin. Nobody was qualified enough to handle, to deal with the issue of sin. God looked. Abraham felt to deal with it. Elijah failed to handle it. Elijah, Jeremiah, all the great prophets, no could handle that. He was the only one. And that's why the Bible says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 27. Get it for me. Matthew chapter 1, 27. Matthew chapter 1, 27. The Bible says, Twenty-one, sorry, Matthew chapter one, verse twenty-one. She will give birth to give me King James. This one is not okay, give me King James. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from what? Yes. Eh? Yes. Not that he will heal them. Not that he will raise the dead among them. His mission was 
was defined before he arrived. He is coming to save his people from their sins. That's the purpose of his coming. To heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse lepers, to do all manner of things that he did. This will bring benefits of this. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. John chapter 3 verse 5. 1 John chapter 3 verse 5. And you know that he was manifested to take away what? Our sins. Eh? In him is no sin. That's what qualified him. To take away sins because in him there was no sin. It doesn't matter who you are, if he is not in you, you will continue to battle with sin. Because his mission of coming is to take away sin. To heal the sick, that benefits is a byproduct of salvation. It's not to make you rich. Lord, bless me so that the world will know that I'm serving a great God. Nonsensical prayer. <laughs> Give me time so that they will know that that my coming here every Monday is not in vain. Excuse me. Someone that changes vehicles every month. It's not panicking. Having money will not make people to know that you are serving a great God. It's when they see a change in your life. It's when they see, when they look at you, they see Jesus. The Bible said that we are called Christians in Antioch, which simply means Christ-like. It's not material things. Look beyond, beyond, beyond. You know, even in our churches today, we don't preach it. It is cast. The Bible says in the end time, it says the word of God shall be cast. We are talking about scarcity of food, but the major scarcity is the scarcity of the word of God. The truth. Sometimes when I go out for ministrations in different churches, and I see crowd, and after ministration, you call for altar call. You will see the report of the people. And I, I went to church in Nagoya. And after preaching, the bishop and the wife also came out for that. 
and they have great crowd. And then I was asking myself, so what have you, what have you been teaching this people? has come when you need to put aside sentiment. Time has come when you have to put aside sentiment. If we want to establish this kingdom of Jehovah, it has to start with our lifestyle. But to take away our sins. You know what it means? It means that any place you go and they say Jesus is there, the first evidence to show and prove that he's there is that sins shall be removed. It's not healing. That's why the Bible says there is joy in heaven. Over one soul. Because anytime it happens, heaven rejoices that the purpose of Christ's coming is being fulfilled. Heaven does not rejoice when they claim we are the ones that rejoices. That they let man in six sides. We are the ones, not heaven. Makes no, it, 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 makes, it, it doesn't mean anything. You know, we talk about the healing of Haman. The healing of Haman. Elisha telling him to go and wait in Judah. You know, many of you do not know that that thing is not prophecy. It is scriptural. It is one of the lay downs that were given to lepers. We read the book of Leviticus. They go and do this. Go to the water. So Elijah, Elijah was only telling him what is already written. Was hmm. it a major miracle? See, he was just telling us about our mama that went for surgery, went, came back successfully. That is medical. And even without any man of God laying hands on her and then restoring her sight, she's seeing well. She can, of course, give testimony about it. An unbeliever, too, can go to and do surgery and come back see. It is beyond. The physical. We have to quiet. I don't know if I'm communicating. That's why. The question is. Jesus takes away sin, and we see many people. 
that are Christians, Christ-like, that are born again, but say that they have Christ in them. And yet, you see, so many things of sins in them, and you are wondering, how come this person have Christ in him or her? And he or she is still living this kind of life. If this person has repented, she's born again, she's born again. How come she still goes? How come she still drinks? How come she still smokes? How come she still lies? How come she's into sexual immorality? How come? How, how do you explain it? It was God's servant that was ministering. I was around the day, was telling us the story of the lady that was a singer in his church. Who, when she sings, power moves. One day she sang the whole church crying, and she it was the only one that was not crying. Look for tears, tears couldn't come, and so he has to. Am I correct, sir? And eventually, it was discovered that the young woman was drinking a man in her matrimonial home. I will still come and say, it's not new. What are we, what is happening? And then we use the phrase, it's, you know, as long as we're in this world, we are not perfect, which is true. But the same Bible says, be ye perfect. Yes. If it is not possible, he won't tell you that. The grace to be perfect is not you are not perfect because it's not by your works. No. Because nobody is saved by works. We are saved by grace. But if he is in your life, there must be evidence that you are a born again child. Many of us, including we pastors, have been operating with one of the things that God gave Jesus to give to us for us to succeed in this journey. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1, verse 11 and 12. John was baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with what? Fire. Back to me. And with what? Fire. Shouted ladder. And with what? Lord no salute what? Whose fan is in his hand? He will thoroughly touch his floor and gather his wheat into the gardener 
but he will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. When he will come, he will baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire. Permit me. I find it difficult to stay one place. I'm sure you're waiting now. The church has been operating with the ministry of the Holy Ghost. And we have dropped the ministry of the fire. The Bible says that Jesus will baptize us with Holy Ghost and with fire. What it means is that when you receive Jesus in your life, when you encounter Christ, the Holy Ghost there is the power. But the fire is for the purging. Is for the purging. The impurity in gold answers to fire. You cannot wash the impurity in gold with water, with detergent. If you will get from the gold, it must go through fire. Even before it goes through fire, it's already gold. But for you to get the beauty in that thing called gold, it must go through fire. Hear me? When we came to him, our sins were washed by his blood. But those things that we see still manifesting in our lives, those lifestyles that we see that does not agree with the word of God, it is the fire ministry that handles it. You know what the church does? The fire that was given to us for our own benefit to help us in this journey is the fire we are sending to our enemies. Mm. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Fire. We're baptizing with Holy Ghost. And with what? Talk to me. And with what? I don't know where the church imported this Holy Ghost fire against the enemies. Blessing for the enemies. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know very well, I'm sure. In the olden days, we used to sing a song. Holy Ghost, fire, fire, fall on me. That's the same Holy Ghost fire you are sending to me. Yes, And that is why, have you ever asked yourself, how many of those enemies that Holy Ghost fire killed and destroyed? In fact, you are helping them.
ignited with the Holy Ghost, but he didn't go with fire. That was why he could sleep with a harlot and come out and say, the Bible says the Holy Ghost will come upon him. See, don't be moved by gifts. God can use anybody. Don't be moved by that. If he could use an animal, an animal, an animal, to talk to his own prophet, he looked at the Jews and he said, even if, if you fail to praise me, he said, I will raise stones. That's, that's God. <coughs> if it's about time that that ass spoke, by now that ass would have had his own church. <laughs> you know what it means for an ass to talk? By now, Baba would have had the largest church. He was going on the ass. The only thing that the ass will not talk again, they will tie it somewhere. So you come, he will go to the ass. And come, come whatever thing, and come and tell you this is what the ass say. And collect money. Why there are power without character is because there is absence. That punches. Sins are washed, but some of these characters are answerable to fire. In the book of John, Jesus already told the disciples before he went to heaven. He said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. They've received Holy Ghost before Acts chapter 2. The Bible said, and he greeted on them. Bible didn't say that they had to wait. They received it immediately. But before he left, he said to them, wait. Wait, wait. So we don't produce more something to you. Wait. You already have the Holy Ghost, but still wait. Because you have the Holy Ghost without this fire. And the Bible said on the Pentecost day, when the Holy Spirit came, the Bible said there was tongues of fire. And as soon as that fire was received, the men that were been hiding, Peter that could not talk before, the fire consumed the timidity in Peter that made him to stand out. To stand and fall, the fire ministry is lacking. This thing you find yourself, you don't like it, you know, you have been battling with it, struggling with it, and yet you come out, you see things happening, but you know inside of you that this is not all, this is all not to be so. Please involve the fire. Trying to destroy my family. The Holy Ghost. Don't do that. The Holy Ghost fire is for you. Blessed on your head and shout, Holy Ghost fire for me. If you go to where they are shouting, you will tell them, please 
Send the fire to me. Send the fire to me. Send the fire to me. And that's what we need. That's what is lacking in us. Until fire comes, lost will not be held to it. Until fire comes. You can be carrying it everywhere. And you can open your mouth and power will move. That is there. And that can stop you, hinder you from me. Jesus said on the last day, He said, Many shall come. They shall say, We cast out devil in your name. We did great miracles in your name. And then He will look at them and say, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Evil Bible said, Keep on in our world, and you will not be able to make it. My prayer tonight is that we will find our way back to God so that it will be well with us. Show yourself. Give me Isaiah chapter 4, verse 4. When the Lord shall have washed away the fields of the daughters of Zion and shall have washed, did you see this? You need the washing by the blood and you need the punching by the fire. The blood of Jesus from the midst of by the spirit of judgment. That is power. And by the spirit of burning, that is fire. That is fire. The ministry of washing and the ministry of fire. Give me that fire. And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion and upon her assemblies a cloud smoked by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. Then, for upon all the glory shall be our defense. Things that come not to touch us are touching us because sin has pulled down our defense. I traveled to his church on Saturday for the burial of Sister Sage. We're not to leave by eight. But somehow we've got the late. 
Facebook and my, my wife and two other sisters. But I didn't know that the text was sent to me. Was telling me not to continue with the journey because these guys have built it. I didn't see it. So we continued with the journey. Got to live, entered, you know, that went to We were doing a discovery that everything was exact. No car, seen anything. I would look through the side view, no vehicle was coming behind me. Look at me. I tell my wife, I said, I saw this place is a walk from But I had this piece in my mind, so I continued. Continued. But we got to Omar, that is the home. Now saw some policemen. And so we slowed down. They told us just to continue. So we continued. Until we got to their compound. So when we got to their compound, that we began to hear what happened. And they said on Friday night, somebody was kidnapped that road. And then that morning, somebody else was kidnapped. And that was why we saw policemen that road. The people that went to bring the cops had to delay because they were told also that the road was not clear. So they brought in the cops around one o'clock. And the barrier master did everything possible to even at least by four o'clock. So I said, okay, let's wait so that all of us can move on convoy. Group all of us that came from him, you know, move in convoy. But they kept on delaying. So I, I told him, I said, listen, listen, listen. So we left. Oh, no, we're going in again. Well, that's another plant chip that passed by the road. And now some policemen again. So I said, another person will just keep now. And I said, he is the one that orders the steps. Yeah. Yeah. He said, his glory shall be your defense. Yeah. When the ministry of the blood and the fire is at work in your life. See, anything that will attract Anything in your life that will ever trust the enemy around you, let fire consume you today. Yeah. Lift up your hands because of your mind. Just thank you. Just thank you for this world. Just thank you for this world. You know